0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Punt Return Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Joshua, as always, joined by Nick and James. Nick, how you doing? Good, mate. It's uh, good to be back. It's good to be back. James, after a week off, good to have you back. Yeah, good to be back. A couple of weeks off. Yep, week, here I am. We're at week 10 already, and only the one undefeated team remains in the NFL, the San Francisco 49ers, and if you'd said that at the start of the season, you would have been called crazy or a moron or smacked in the face. Um, but here we are, the NFL, very unpredictable, um, and it is it is pretty crazy, but uh, the 49ers, and we'll, we'll get to them in a little bit, but uh, week nine results, lock of the week, Seattle minus six was a push, very lucky push at that, but we'll take it, so six, two, and one on the season, um, when we did the podcast, some minus five and a half were out there, so um, if you shopped around, you probably would have got a win if you uh, played it smart and, and and looked around the market. Long shots, uh, are horrendous for me. I, I think probably my worst call of the season, uh last week was that uh, the Jets were going to be really good and and Sandana was going to get it back on track and Le'Veon Bell was going to have a big game and everything would get back on back on track for that for that offense against the Dolphins in a revenge game. I didn't consider the Dolphins um getting revenge on Adam Gase, you know, the other way around. So Le'Veon Bell rushing yards, uh, hundred and something plus was horrendous. But Nick, back on track?
1: Yeah. Uh, why not the Ravens, huh? It's, yeah. uh, they, were, they were very impressive, yeah. very impressive. Unfortunately, the, you know, we, we were both on the Jets. We were really heavy on the yeah. Jets and a bit of a uh, I told you so from James who left a note for us to not go too hard on yeah. the Jets. Yeah,
0: even while not on the uh, pod, still got the uh, W. Uh, it's there, my Jeff. message from the grave. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you weren't so resting in peace. You were a bit quite noisy. Uh,
2: <laughs> for me,
0: I'm a little bit with Baltimore like and the Pats. I'm always kind of like I don't want to – like. I I like watching teams beat the Pats, so it's like I can't tip against them because I feel like it's kind of a win-win if I tip if I tip them and they. I was happy to see Baltimore win, especially in the way they did. Um, All right, best bets results two and one uh, last week for me with uh, I went all totals last week. Detroit and Oakland, Seattle and Tampa Bay went over. New England, Baltimore didn't. Um, You had some special teams errors and and a uh, fumble return touchdown that kind of just pushed that game a little bit out of whack. Um, but I'm 16-8-1 on the season. Uh, Nick, 2-1 as well with your line bets Jets minus three, which we don't want to talk about again for the rest of the show.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was really strong on, on Denver at, yes, at home. we, we both the Browns, were. I but... think
0: we were really ha- hammering the table on that one. And I think James, yeah, we couldn't... got some revenge. He was on the Browns, so we, yeah, we got one back. I,
1: I couldn't <laughs> believe that the Browns were were so favoured Um, yeah. in Colorado yeah. uh, against the Broncos, and, and that plus three seemed money for jam. Yep.
0: And Carolina as well, a good win. So 19-9 and nine for you. And then James, even while not on the pod, um, he gave us some weekly tips. I think all three weekly tips didn't lose. Two zero and one Cowboys and Eagles covering their lines in Seattle minus six being a push. But let's uh, talk some other takeaways from week nine, and I'll keep mine real brief. Um, Mitch Trubisky, he just ain't it. Um, he's just not it. Chicago put up a 40-year NFL low, nine total yards, and just two first downs at halftime against a very ordinary Eagles passing defense. My my issue is, I guess for now is the Bears. What do you do? Do you just ride Trubisky for the rest of the year? Know what he is because you know, you in, in this crowded NFC, you are not making the playoffs at this point, even if you go on a run. It's just too hard. Um, and then that way you can sever tires when you sever tires, or do you just bring in Chase Daniel? I don't, I don't know what you do.
2: That's a mess there. Like I, I, I bring it up later in terms of the yeah. Cleveland example, in terms of teams that have been that disappoint, disappointing this year. So yeah. Okay. It's horrible.
0: Uh, Nick, what's your biggest takeaway from Week Nine?
1: Yeah. I mean, who, who would have thought that the Niners would be the only undefeated team heading into week 10. That's, that's pretty amazing. But the big thing for me is that the NFL is heating up. We've identified who the good teams are, who the bad teams are and everyone in the middle. You know, this, this is a great week of football. We've got the Saints and the Falcons, Packers, Panthers, Dallas, Minnesota, the Niners and Seattle. They're, they're all kind of match of the week worthy. Mm. But if you look ahead to week 12, you got the Texans and the Colts, the Saints and the Panthers. Tennessee and Jacksonville. <laughs> Come on, mate.
0: Tennessee, Jacksonville. No. Division
1: matchup. <laughs> oh, you know, that that, that, uh, that conference is wide open. There's, there's plenty to play for. You've got the Niners and the Packers, the Pats and the Cowboys, Eagles and Seahawks, Rams, Ravens. Yeah. And that doesn't even include week 11. There, there's yeah. a couple of big matchups next week too. How good is the NFL at the moment?
0: It's a... Very unconventional takeaway. How good is the NFL? Going out on a limb, Nick.
2: <laughs>
0: but yeah, I agree with you. Um, week twelve, when you look ahead, is mouth watering. Really is.
2: My takeaway was actually that Baltimore win that we spoke of just before. You know, to yeah. um, pulverize the Patriots, make them look human for the first time this season, and to do it in such a destructive manner. I ran the ball forty-one times, and you know, we've talked about that a few t- few times this year. But they really made that that defense. Mm they brought them back to work and they had them at sixes and sevens all match and they hung 37 points on them as well. So that sort of invigorated that AFC sort of picture. All of a sudden we're looking at seedings and looking at who might get a week off. My other um, big, big takeaway was Booger. He's on, he was on the Mina Kimes podcast this week, Josh. Yep. So, um, there's a lot of nuggets there that you know That's, we might um, drop throughout the episode.
0: I'm a re- I'm really torn because I am a big Mina Kimes fan. I love Mina. Yeah, she's Kimes. great. Um, she's the best. Yeah, and but I don't know, Booger. But I'm gonna I'll give Booger credit. I, I didn't listen to much because it was Cup Day. But uh, when I tuned in, he was pretty good for the uh, the Giants Cowboys game. I'll, I'll give him I'll give him credit where credit's due. So mm. good on Booger um also Baltimore they they really tried to give this game away like the special teams fumble then you yeah. fumble in your own red zone like this was hitting every sort of Pats game bingo board missed extra points from Justin Tucker as well um and then they kind of got something to go there out of the other way with that Marlon Humphrey uh return fumble so um, credit to them they hung in there and and uh you know didn't put their head down with all those sort of um, un, very Patriot-like takeaways by them. So uh, let's look into week 10. By week, Broncos, Texans, Jags, Pats, Eagles, and Redskins. So a very uh, reduced slate, which means that we can fly through this. Thursday night football, the uh, Los Angeles Chargers, fresh off a win, minus one on the road at Oakland. Total is 49. Uh, I'll start with you, James. What have you got in this one?
2: I actually quite like the charges here in terms of off the back of their best offensive performance of the year after sacking the offensive coordinator was in hunt, um, hung 26 on 26 on a really good Packers D 444 yards. Didn't turn the ball over. And all of a sudden, all those questions about can Eckler and um, Melvin Gordon exist was just thrown out. I think they combined for 150 yards on the ground alone. That's not even looking at the receptions. Um, coupled with the fact that we know, I write the Raiders are improved this year. They still remain quite really poor on defense. They're ranked 29 over, overall DVOA. And for seven weeks in a row, they've given up more than 20. So I think there's a lot of little gaps there that Rivers can exploit. Chargers have still got a potential playoff berth to play for. So yeah, I, I quite like the, the, the Chargers here. Yeah,
0: I was going to, that was going to kind of be my uh, takeaway for the week was, you know, can the Chargers sneak in and get that last playoff spot? Because I'm assuming the Bills are, fortunately as bad as they are, their schedule is quite easy. Um, so they're gonna get probably 10 wins. So that last playoff spot's between sort of Indy and, and, and even Oakland and the Chargers themselves. So there's, you know, there's a spot open. Could the Chargers go on, on a run here? I just don't know. I, I like Oakland plus one. This line seems like a massive overreaction to me, um, given the Chargers finally put it together in one good game over the Packers. Look, the Packers' D has been good, but they're dropping and dropping every week in DVOA ratings. They're in the middle of the field now, so it's not as good as we first thought, the Packers' D. So the Raiders Mm. um, obviously are a worse defense than the Packers, so this should be a good game for the Chargers' offense. But the Raiders are getting better and better, especially on offense. They've strung together five straight games against winning teams, Colts, Packers, Texans, for example, and they've put up points against all of them. You got to throw in the home field advantage here. Throw in the, you know, the look ahead line was Raiders minus two and a half. You think that that Packers vi- uh, victory, you know, the win over the Packers was worth that amount of points? I don't know. It feels a little bit off for me. I think Oakland had the edge in DVOA as well. They're fifteenth versus nineteenth. They're at home. They're six and one against the spread in their last seven home games. I'm going to take the Raiders plus one, plus one and a half is out there as well.
1: Yeah, we I mean, we talked last week about how there's kind of one way to beat the Packers and that was just to run and run and run some more. And and they did that. And Melvin Gordon finally kind of got back into the groove that we've been waiting for, for the last, you know, fortnight or three weeks or or whatever. Yep. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see how the, the Raiders D uh, as you mentioned, kind of handle the dual threat of Gordon and Eckler. Um, but also Keenan Allen at the same time, Oakland are ranked 29th in pass defense and Keenan Allen's a seriously good wide receiver. Um, and, and, the combination of him and uh, Philly Rivers it, it can be lethal, and I think that the Chargers could potentially run up the score here. Uh, but they're also quite suspect defensively. They're 23rd in pass defense, and 25th in rush rush defense DVOA, which could allow you know the likes of Josh Jacobs and incredible wide receiver one Hunter Renfro, oh,
0: Tyrell so, Williams. To, to, he's still alive to really uh,
1: get involved. <laughs> really get involved heavily. But I think that. The, the over forty nine is is there to be yep is there to be taken. Uh,
0: this yeah, I, I just think more often than not Raiders games are going over. I just feel like you, you yeah, why not take the over? I, I considered yeah. it as well. Um, and the fact that they are putting up points with the likes of Hunter Renfro and and a rookie running back, um, yeah, exactly. and, and some of these guys that they're they're throwing to. Uh, still, uh, every week I feel like I'm saying John Gruden's doing a hell of a job. So so is Derek Carr, who I've trashed. If you've listened to Wooten Wire the last four years, I've trashed Derek Carr. Um, he's having a great season. Like, I gotta give him credit. So, um, uh, the Chargers defense last week was probably the more impressive thing than their offense. They got some players back and, and the, the Ingram-Bosa combos done well. But I feel like Oakland's offensive lines actually held up pretty well this year. So, um, it's actually a decent game. When you saw it a few weeks ago, you like scoffed your nose up, but this should be a good one.
1: Yeah, I think so. And and you look at the, the two main guys and like, as we've spoken about the the two defenses, Keenan Allen and, and Josh Jacobs, really are the two guys that I think will benefit the most uh, for for either team on on offence.
2: Guys, there's a five fifty price for the Chargers to make the playoffs if, if that does interest you and if they could get on the roll here and suddenly, you know, break five hundred. Mm-hmm. Um and that last game could come down to that last game I either. Mean, there are they are on the road to the Chiefs. Chiefs might have the division locked up by then, potentially a seed as well. So they might be resting starters. Mm. So it's just something to keep in mind if you do like the Chargers. I That's, feel
0: like I feel like this is loser guys home, this game. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah it is. So, yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on. Arizona at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay minus four and a half at home. Total is 51. Tampa Bay a little uh, unlucky. Stuck it to Seattle last week. Fought hard. Um, I, I think this is an overplay for me. Over 51. Both teams rank in the top half of the league in numbers of plays per game. So a bit more fast-paced teams here. Both teams rank in the bottom five in the league in points per play allowed. Tampa Bay at 30th. Arizona at 27th. Both rank in the bottom half of the league in yards per play allowed. Um, and, yeah, we have the 26th Tampa Bay and 28th Arizona DVOA passing defenses. So, with the two leagues, you know, worst pass defenses and two rushing games they will pretty much struggle, we've got David Johnson still injured. Um, and you've got, uh, the Tampa Bay run defense being strong. I think there's gonna be a lot of passing and a lot of scoring. I think, uh, Bucs often find themselves in shootouts and you can always rely on maybe a pick six or a, a turnover from Jameis Winston to boost the total as well. So, um, I think their total's gone over in, in each of their last six games. So, uh, uh, I think this is an over 51 play. What have you got for us, Nick? Well, speaking of
1: lots of passing, this is a massive pass for me. I couldn't be less <laughs> interested, so I'm going to pass straight over to James.
0: Smart.
2: Yeah, I actually don't mind Arizona here. They're, they've been a covering machine so far this season, six and three against the spread, which is the best mark in football. And they're getting those covers because they've been really aggressive on D and on a – this is the fastest-paced team on offense with that sort of Cliff Kingsbury-Kyler offense really quick um, attack. And they're blitzing at the league's third highest rate in the in the, in the competition as well. Now, against Tampa, Tampa have lost five straight in a row at home. And what's probably the biggest concern is in 16 of the last 22 games, they've been a home favorite. They've failed to cover that line, which is the second worst mark over the last five years. So we talk about that lack of charge, a home ground advantage over the last few years. It's the same with Tampa. Maybe teams are seeing that as a holiday down in, in, in Florida or just Tampa just tremendously bad. So, um yeah, a couple of a couple of little trends for Arizona there who we've spoken before on the pod that have been a, a, a nice story this season.
0: Yeah, that, they were definitely tempting. I looked at it, um, but I just uh, I thought the total was just far more appealing to yeah. me. Uh, okay, Atlanta at New Orleans. New Orleans at home in the Superdome minus thirteen. Total is fifty-one. This one seems obvious, right? You know, Atlanta sit dead last in the NFC, one and seven. Defensively, they're thirtieth in the league with. 31.3 points allowed per game, and they're 31st in turnover differential. The Saints not only boast one of the most potent offenses in the league, but their defenses held opponents to under 200 passing yards in their th- in three of their past four games. But even when even with that, I want no part in this game. As bad as Atlanta are, and as good as the Saints are, 13 points is too much in a division match in a dome as well. Um, where we've seen the Falcons go in and win before. They haven't won lately there. Um, but, you know, Matt Ryan has these games where he keeps teams and just just pulls out these historic performances and, and keeps teams in, in this game. The back door will be wide open as well, so I'm going to pass. Uh, Nick? Um, yeah,
1: I agree. It's tough to make a call on the 13-point line division match. Um, I'd love to go with the Saints line for the third week in a row, but uh, leaning unders with the New Orleans stifling defense, but I'm probably going to pass on this one.
2: Yeah, no play from me. One of the best teams in the league versus one of the very worst, but 13 is a big number, so it's yeah. a pass.
0: I mean, we could talk about this next week when they win by 30, about why we shouldn't have done it, but we could also all take it and then they only win by seven because um, it's the NFL. Uh Baltimore minus 10 at Cincinnati. Total is 45 and a half. The Ravens, they're 2-10 and 10 against the spread in their last 12 games as a double-digit favorite. I don't trust Ryan Finley. I don't even know he was in the NFL. I've never heard of Ryan Finley. Um, and I, you know, I, I think I, I consider myself an NFL connoisseur, and <laughs> I still don't know, couldn't be, I, that I could walk against yeah. Ryan Finley right now, like he could be on my front lawn and I wouldn't know who he is. Um, <laughs> but this just screams like a letdown game for the Ravens after that, such a high last week, um, at home against the Pats, um, and the Bengals have had an extra week to prepare. The back door will be wide open. I'm gonna take Baltimore minus four and a half in the first half. I think that's the play here. Um, I think first mm-hmm. half bet. Um, and then they just sit on the lead, run the clock out. Uh, maybe you get a cheap touchdown at the end for Cincy to cover. Uh, we've seen it too many times in the Dalton era. Just don't know what Finley will do. He's a, he's a genuine wild card. Sounds like a wrestler.
2: Or <laughs> a soccer player, Ryan Finley.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what have you got for us, uh, Nick? Do you do we agree? I mean, uh, like I said before, I, I would have loved to
1: take the Saints um, with that line, but it's just a little big. But I think that the Ravens minus 10 is is good. Um, Cincinnati have a woeful defense. They're 30th in DVOA pass defense and 29th in rush defense. I feel like this is the game where Baltimore really cement their place at the top of the AFC North with a really big win. I mean, if, if they haven't already, but, um, yeah, this is, this is a big win for me for, for Baltimore. I was hoping that AJ, AJ Green might be back this week, but it looks like he's not practiced on, on Wednesday and, uh, yeah. another week off on the cards. Why would you come back if you're AJ Green?
0: Just take the year well, off. Rest up. Yeah. Like- he I doing? think he
1: was—he was probably hoping that they trade him. To be yeah, honest, I mean, could have before the deadline. Yeah, it would but, have been uh, nice, but uh, yeah. I, I really think with the um, with the terrible Cincinnati pass defense, that Hollywood Brown gets back on the on the scorecard this week. I like him seventy six plus receiving yards at two dollars is uh, is juicy. I think it's one of those classic kind of boom or bust games for him, and I think he's going to yeah. boom.
2: Okay. Yeah, for for me, the, the, it's it's an easy win for Baltimore, and it just boils down to how abysmal the Bengals defense is, and particularly against the rush. They've given up 200 more yards on the ground to next worst team in the whole yeah. competition, which is, is that's that's obviously abysmal. And we know what Baltimore like to do is run, yeah. run, run, and run. So I I, I kind of like that 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 sort of thinking there, Josh, with the four and a half, the first line, and I also like the Hollywood Brown. Throw in as well, Nick. But yeah, Baltimore win, and it's a probably likely cover, but yeah. Yeah. They've I got mean, bigger fish to fry Baltimore than worrying the, about the line.
0: Baltimore are the second most run heavy team in, in rushing attempts per game. So mm. um, why not just run it completely
2: down their throat here? Yeah, pretty uh, simple, exactly. Yeah,
0: exactly. Ryan Finley, by the way, fourth round draft pick, played for NC State. So just for a bit of trivia there for you guys um, Russell um, I mean,
2: Wilson and Philip Rivers. Yeah. From NC State. Wow. Well,
0: some of the greats.
2: Uh, <laughs> Buffalo at
0: Cleveland. Cleveland, two and a half point favourites, total is forty and a half. What does this line tell you about what the world thinks about the six and two Bills? They're playing against the two and six team and they're the outsiders. I know they're on the road, but, uh, yeah, tells you a lot. Bills, six wins have come against teams with a combined record of nine and 43. Um, and even in a 15 point victory, there was plenty of things not to like about the Bills. They only got, they only covered the spread late. Um, very, very late, really. And they allowed 101 rushing yards to AP in the first half. Um, That's like 47-year-old AP as well. Um, And despite the loss last week, the Browns actually outgained Denver 351 to 302 yards. They outgained them in first downs, 21 to 13. They just had a few hiccups in the red zone. They had a fourth down attempt that I thought went over, even though I was on Denver and I was happy they ruled it short. You look at the tape, it looks like they got it. They probably could have scored a touchdown and had a fresh set of downs there. Um, So Cleveland, while they are tempting, um, the Bills are 4-0 against the spread in their last four games as an underdog. Um, and the Browns are 1-13 and 13 against the spread in their last 14 games at home versus teams with a winning record. So I'm going to pass on this, but, I, you know, the Browns are tempting as bad as they have been, um, but I'm going to pass. What have you got for us, uh, James?
2: No, I've had it with the Browns, and I think you touched, the, touched on it before when you used the word hiccup. I think it's 25 years of a hiccup in Cleveland, <laughs> and we know there's going to be some off-season changes. Freddie won't be there next year. I don't know what's going to happen with OBJ either. It, it, they've been a, there have been a profound disappointment, but just on the bills, I know the underlying numbers aren't, you know, telling a beautiful story about a playoff bound team. Comes back to that thing. Yeah, another cliche. Thing, you only beat what's in front of you. I think we'd probably all agree, all three of us, that Buffalo as a franchise is going in the right direction. From where they were, they've got a really good coach now. Roster. I, I heard a stat the other day, which I really, really loved. I don't think there's a single player on this Buffalo roster who was there before 2017. Mm-hmm. So this is pretty much an entirely new team, fashion with Bean, fashion with uh, McDermott as well. That made the playoffs in that first year he was in town, which broke a whatever hundred year playoff drought or whatever it was twenty or something, yep. and look like they're going to get back there again this year. They they they're winning. They're not looking wonderful in the process, but I tell you what, half the NFL will take this Buffalo model, wouldn't they?
0: Oh, I don't know. I feel like they're going in the right direction, like five yards per attempt at a time with Josh Allen. <laughs> I, I still don't believe in Josh Allen, but um, the rest of the team and the philosophy and all that, yeah, hundred percent agree. I just hmm. I'm not I'm not convinced in the quarterback, and you need. Uh, at least a, a a suitable game manager in the playoffs with a, with a great defense, um, kind of like a Tom Brady type, um, game manager to win Super Lord, Bowls.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Joe jo, jo Flacco. Yeah, exactly. Just
0: know, an elite game manager. That's what you need. I don't know if Alan can do that, but uh, I do agree with you. I think, um, as a, as a defense and and team building and and things like that, I couldn't agree more with you. But uh, yeah, who knows? If they if they lose this game, I'm out. I'm out on them. But uh, oh yeah, come this on. Is, yeah.
2: This is it. you got, got to beat the Browns.
0: you got to beat the Browns. Uh, what have you got for us, Nick?
1: Um Yeah, look, I kind of agree with both of you. I, th- I think the Bills are good. They're, they're obviously not great. They're not elite, but that they are great defensively. And the Browns, well, they're the Browns again. Um, again, they have zero identity. They've got nothing to hang their hat on this season. They're just really beige and, and kind of... You know the Cleveland Beige instead of the Cleveland Browns, which I, I kind of <laughs> like, but, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. I, I can't really,
1: I can't really
0: touch this game at all. It's just nothing beige. worth touching. That's well done. That's good yeah, from good. you. That's very good. good. Um, nice. All right, Detroit at Chicago. Chicago minus three. Total is forty-one and a half. You know that uh, Chappelle's show skit where he's like, "Oh, you got any of that?" Uh, you know, you know that, you know that meme where he's kind of looks like a. Like he's, a, you know, the drug addict guy. That's mm-hmm. me with the Lions at the moment. Yeah, I was, I was going to touch on that as well, oh, Josh. I can't quite quit the Lions, man, yeah, you, and, it, and it kills me because I hate Matt Patricia. Yeah, but my numbers and everything. <laughs> every week, the Lions are like a play, and every week they go within, like, literally within meters of winning games or covering games, and they come up short every single week. Seven of the eight of the Lions' eight games have been decided by a touchdown or less. MVP candidate Matt Stafford has kept them in every game. I think he's like fifth on my list of MVP candidates, Matty Staff. love. It. If there's a way for Matt Stafford to link up with Frank Reich in Indy, I'm, I'm all on board. Whatever to make that happen, I'll move mountains. Let's go. Um, but, yeah, Detroit, look, they allow the second most yards and the fifth most points in the league. But we saw last week the Bears don't have what it takes to pick apart a weak defense. I mean, Trubisky ain't it. Um, I'm taking the, I'm taking Detroit here, plus three. Um, I think they've, uh, I think they've got a chance here. Um, uh, the Lions, they've won nine of their last 12 games straight up against Chicago. So Matt Stafford ain't afraid to play at Soldier Field. Uh, Matt Stafford is a soldier. Let's go. I'm on, the, I'm on the Lions plus three.
1: Oh, it's such, such a yuck game. I, I love Matt Stafford, but I hate just about everything else in this game. Okay. Um, nah. Pass. <laughs>
2: Guys, uh, both both of you mentioning Matt Stafford has reminded me of something, and it's a futures idea. And this idea of price shopping—well, not an idea—some sort <laughs> some, of revolutionary idea would. of shopping <laughs> for a great price. <laughs> yeah, um, two seventy-five. Matt Stafford. I'm not going to say the outlets. We can shop around two seventy-five. Matt Stafford, most passing yards on the season. Eight dollars at another shop. So okay. this is how you can make some books and potentially, you know, make some profit by having a nice. Uh, Play on something, or even an opinion on something shaped around that. But yeah. so that's just throwing that out there with Matt Stafford. As far as this game is concerned, I'm not with you, Josh, in terms of the the Lions' love. Okay, <laughs> no, this is, I get it. I get it. No, no. This is a tremendously sort of what was the what was your word for the Browns' nick again? Beige. <laughs> yeah. This is this is this sort of a base lines defense that gets no pressure, doesn't get any pass rush, doesn't make any turnovers. Now, I, I, I was wrong a couple of weeks ago using this same formula with the Chargers that this would suit the Bears um, in terms mm-hmm. of the Bears could dink and dunk their way and not be scared by that Charger defense. Yet, I don't know if the Bears could score on us these, these days. However, what it's probably <laughs> going to come down to, can the Bears, and again, I think I did this two weeks ago as well, can they finally get a lead? Can they get a lead and make the make the opposition offense actually do something and let their defense take control, be a bit more aggressive? Yeah. They're averaging three first quarter points per game, Chicago three, which yeah. is in the bottom four in the league.
0: That's still surprising that it's that high to me. But yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So, but for me, um, yeah, I, I just this they. There's still that sort of Patriots theme that they're trying to do with Patricia, but there's there's none of that that I'm seeing. None of that's bearing out in my numbers, Josh, from that defensive point of view. That's what it comes down. to. That's why I can't yep. wrap my arms around them. They're playing heavy man, and it's just oh, like... Yeah, oh yeah,
0: their their defense is horrendous. But uh, I just think I just can't try Like against a good quarterback, sure, but Mitch Trubisky's not a good quarterback. I just yeah. I don't I can't see him passing up and down on this team. Um, and you know I got to um I don't know if the Bears D's that good anymore. I mean. They're just on the field so much. They're just getting trampled on. They're, they're fatigued because they're not getting a, They're not getting any breaks because it's just three and out, three and out, three and out for them. So it really wears and tears you. And I think that's a factor um, that you've got to consider with the Bears. Yeah, they're still playing great, but they are regressing because of that. I think that's definitely a factor with them.
2: Booger did reference that on the Mina Kaim show as from a defensive perspective, how demoralizing it is yeah. to continually be off on the field every single play. Yeah. And how exhausting it is to yeah. see that, see an offense, just turn it over a text,
0: like that. A text booger, that one. So, uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> don't fade well booger. Well boog- <laughs> thanks for, uh, thanks for the shout out booger. Uh, New York Giants minus two and a half at the Jets. Uh, this pretty much, I guess, counts as a neutral game. Um, but the total is 43 and a half. The Lenny Williams revenge game. Um, <laughs> no, I got no idea with this. Uh, this game is. It's gross. This is nearly as ugly as the uh Browns um Broncos jersey matchup last week. That was horrendous. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, so bad. Uh but yeah, when you combine the three terrible Donald games and the three terrible Luke Falk games, you're now approaching really worst offense ever in DVOA history with this Jets team. They're sixth worst in the NFL uh, in DVOA history currently. But I'll say this, the Jets do rank first in yards per rush allowed on defense, and while their past defense has been bad, the Giants will be missing Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram, um, in this game. So something tells me this is going to be a very ugly, low scoring sort of grit fest here in the elements, um, in New, new Meadowlands. So I'm taking under 43 and a half. I don't trust either of these quarterbacks. Denny Dimes has regressed. I think he leads the league in turnovers with fumbles and interceptions. And Sam Darnold, um, he needs a new coach. Adam Gay stinks. Uh, so I'm going to go under
1: gun, gun to head. I'd probably go under 43 and a half. Yep. Just like you, Josh, but I don't want to touch any of these kind of main markets. Yep. Um, just for that reason, it's, it's a very ugly game. Just um,
0: clear. Just avoid, fun- avoid mono.
1: Yeah. I mean, funnily, <laughs> funnily enough, like you kind of referenced before, the Jets are ranked second for DVOA rush defense, yep. but they've still conceded either 70 plus rushing yards to a single back or at least one rushing touchdown every week, except for last week against the Dolphins when they were just disgusting yep um and so because of that i'm I'm looking at saquon barkley to have a big game 83 plus rushing yards at dollar 88 um Ooh. there's no no touchdown markets out yet but i'll be looking at those very closely when, when they do come out but yeah i think there's just something something's waiting for saquon to, to okay. kind of break out again
0: interesting mm. I might have a head-to-head i might take the under on that Ooh. We'll see how we go see how we feel uh what have you got for us uh james
2: the Giants have had a turnover in every single game. What's worse, they've had multiple turnovers in seven of their nine matches. I think if, let's be honest, this Jets defense isn't going to scare too many teams. So if the Giants can just play it somewhat conservative, not give the ball over and, and put it in Saquon's hands, who I think probably has more talent than anybody on this field times 10, um, Giants can win this game. I, I, you, you guys know I'm a, I'm a very much a non-Jets person. Um, And I think it might come down to that just individual talent here. I think the Giants can win and probably cover as well.
0: Yeah, it still wouldn't surprise me, though, if the Jets win uh, and cover. Like, it it just doesn't surprise me. I thought the Giants fought pretty hard for a lot of that game against the Cowboys, but they kicked too many field goals. You don't get in the red zone five times and kick field goals. You need to at least go for it. They should have gone for it straight away when they got that first pick. Uh, Are you with me there? Like, you get that first interception, you got a fourth down you got to score. You're playing against Dallas. Three points isn't going to get you enough here to, to beat the Cowboys.
2: All right, especially if, you, if your team's going nowhere as well. Maybe yeah. in game theory, you could say, okay, we're going to put the points on the board and whatever. But you've got nothing to play for. Three points ain't going to cut it. So, yeah, I'm yeah. with you on that. All
0: right, let's move. Miami at Indianapolis. Indy, 10.5-point favorites at home. The total is 44. Brian Hoyer has a double-digit fave. <laughs> Lol. No, thanks. Uh, I do not want to touch this. Uh, Miami's single-game rating has risen in each of their last four games. The Dolphins are still the worst defense um, that DVOA has ever tracked through half a season, but their overall DVOA and offensive DVOA keep climbing. Ryan Fitzpatrick's making some plays. Um, The Unders 5-2 in their last seven games for the Dolphins, who are still um, obviously offensively challenged, but uh, they're facing a pretty solid defense here um, on the road. Um, and as bad as Brian Hoyer is, I think the Colts will just run this out and, and grind out a win here. Um, the Colts are, are climbing in in defense; they're getting better and better every week. Get some players back here. Um, I like the under forty four. I think uh, we're in agreement there, Nick.
1: Yeah, I really like the under forty four. Um, these two teams combined for an average of thirty four points per game, um, and the Colts haven't haven't played a, a defense or offense as bad as the Dolphins. I mean, there there isn't really one
0: except for maybe Cincinnati. <laughs> and um, the Jets, all the Jets. Well, all the, all yeah, the Redskins. That's, that's, well, yeah. true. Yeah. Haskins, so maybe Reds, have, Haskins, Redskins. <laughs> Keen and Redskins uh, show at least a little bit.
1: Yeah, so I, I can see this being a, a low-scoring game, 23-7 Colts way. Um, I'm leaning towards Colts at, at the line, minus 10.5. You can get 9.5 if, if you shop around, which I don't mind. Um, and so because of that, that might be one of my long-shot plays mm. in the Minus nine and a half or ten and a half, wherever you can get and the under 44, um, which I don't mind.
0: Brave man betting on Brian Hoyle.
2: <laughs> <laughs> For me, just another case of another double digit playoff bound team against the minnow. So it's whether you have enough chutzpah to try and take that kind of play. Dolphins at least try really hard. We've seen that over the last few weeks. Whether that's enough to cover, who knows? No, no play from me.
1: James, that's, that's, uh, that's chutzpah. Chutzpah?
2: <laughs> Chutzpah. <laughs> Chutzpah. You got a really Yeah. yeah points really, for trying, point, points for trying
0: though, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, was a very Dolphins-like effort <laughs> yeah. from you there. Um, <laughs> you really think the Colts are playoff bound? The last two weeks have been very ugly. Um Adam Vinatieri needs to be in the glue factory at this point. Um how can you rely on him at this? You, you cannot.
2: I do, and i make it as a play later, and it's probably Ooh. just through just through scheduling at the okay. moment. They've, right. they've got a few easy weeks coming off, whereas Houston's gets really tough, and the whole J.J. Watt factor as well. I know they only consider three, but we'll get to that later. Yeah. Okay. I think, there, think there's a path for the Colts.
0: Okay, interesting. There's no easy game in the NFL. I'll just say that. Uh, National
2: well, Football League. That's
0: my philosophy. <laughs> Carolina at Green Bay. Green Bay minus five and a half. Total is 46 and a half. Uh, I might start with Nick here because I think I'm going to uh, – Agree with a lot of what you've written here.
1: Yeah. I mean, that we've spoken about it a number of times. The Packers issue has been defending against the run. The Panthers have, have one of, if not the best in the business in Christian McCaffrey, uh, who's at at least offensive. Gary
0: Sanders. That's the nickname they're calling (laughs) him.
1: At at least offensive player of the year candidate, if not MVP candidate. Um, you know, he's got 881 yards and 10 touchdowns on the ground, another 360 plus and three scores in the air. Um, it's, it's, he's having an incredible season. It's going to be compelling viewing and a must-watch for me, despite being a no-bet game. But I do like Christian McCaffrey at 125 plus rushing yards. You can get it at 320. Um, he's done this four times in eight games against the Rams, the Cardinals, Jacksonville, and Tennessee. And if you don't like that that 125, if it's a bit high for you, you can get 115 plus at 250.
0: Okay,
1: um, which is he's done that one more time uh against the Niners D, which is is pretty impressive.
0: Yep, yeah, he's. It's incredible, man. And I'm going to just, yeah, man. Just,
1: and I think also, like, th- this would be match of the week in, in most other weeks. And you've still got Minnesota, Dallas mm-hmm. and Seattle, San Francisco yeah. um, coming up, which is uh, amazing.
0: The fact that Christian McCaffrey is doing all this and he's a white running back. It's pretty impressive <laughs> yes, for me. Right. You know, it's just really inspiring. <laughs> um, Green Bay's rushing defense. Here we go. 27th in 4.7 yards per attempt in rushing. Uh, allowed, 24th in 127.7 yards per game, 25th in rushing first downs allowed per game, but they're only 19th in rushing attempts allowed per game. So you definitely want to run it as much as you can if you're the Panthers here, up that rushing attempts. twenty six in DVOA, so run CMC, run CMC, run CMC. I agree with that. I was going to put that as my long shot, but you uh, beat me to it. But at the same time, <laughs> Carolina's run defense is 32nd in DVOA. So they're somehow just as bad, if not worse. So Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams, I'm expecting big games from both of them, especially when you consider this is a pretty bad matchup for Aaron Rodgers here in the passing game. Carolina, are third in passing DVOA defense. So I think plenty of passes here to the running backs, plenty of yards after catch, and and a heavy run plan from the Packers. I think this will be an old-school sort of running football game. So the total is tempting because I think there'll be a lot of running, but I also think there'll be a lot of touchdowns from running the football as well. So that total seems about right... For me, I'm avoiding this, but it is worth noting the Packers are 1 and 5 against the spread in their last 6 games before a bye. Um, I'll be looking at plenty of running back props, receptions and, and, uh, longest runs and all that sort of stuff. Um, see what, the, see what's out there, um, in the ether. What have you got for us, James?
2: Yeah, I think you guys have hit the nail on the head in terms of the susceptibility of this Green Bay rush defense, which is probably putting a big pall on their Super Bowl prospects as well. The fact that teams just five times this season they have conceded 150 plus yards on the ground, So they're getting gashed. And we know the Panthers are thoroughly in love with running the ball, very successful at it. Another little trend to keep in mind is the Panthers are 12-6. and six as road dogs um over the last five seasons. Only New England and Pittsburgh performing better in that realm. Um and this is this is their big chance. We we spoke about it a couple of weeks ago when I think they were up against was it San Francisco who blew them to pieces. Yep. As as their chance to sort of make a statement win, show them show the world they're playoff bound. Here's another opportunity in at Lambeau Field. Um I think they can cover whether they can get money line as well. Who knows? But it's going to be a ripper of a game.
0: Worth noting Cam Newton on IR. Um, and, mm. uh, he tweeted as well, um, his love and support for, uh, well, he Instagrammed it in his weird font. So you have to, um, just get a translate on Google translate that. Just go to Cam Newton and then ch- change it to English. Um, and he said that he, uh, he's supporting <laughs> Kyle Allen. So I think their playoff hopes are gone with Cam Newton on IR. I don't know. Kyle Allen's fine, but, yeah, eh. we'll, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, all right. Rams, minus three and a half at Pittsburgh. Total is 43 and a half. Um, I like the under 43 and a half here. Um, After a slow start to the season, Pittsburgh's defense has been red hot lately. Minka Fitzpatrick's really been balling. Um, I kind of didn't like the trade, but I think he's actually a really good trade for them, a good fit, really completes their secondary. They're playing well. They're now six in defensive DVOA, and they're balanced. Six against the pass, 16th against the run. And, look, the Rams' offense is going to be without Brandon Cooks, who's getting these concussion issues looked at. He's been concussed a lot. Um, so that's pretty scary as a side note. But that should allow the Steelers now with that secondary and with those pieces to shut down Cup and Woods a little bit. Um, and Goff obviously really struggles under pressure. And Pittsburgh is second in the NFL in adjusted sack rate. So I think the Rams, look, they'll be able to score some points, but I don't know how many points. I think Pittsburgh can limit them a little bit. Um But I'm not expecting a lot of points from Pittsburgh. I think uh, the Rams' defense is is going to be better now with Jalen Ramsey, uh, sp- especially off the bye. And Mason Rudolph sucks. Free devil and Hodges, under 43.5. James, what have you got?
2: I really, really, really like the Rams here. They're fresh off the bye and ready for a, re- a second-half surge uh, and to get into the playoffs and maybe cause some mayhem once they're Pittsburgh, for me, really low down on offensive weapons today uh, this season. They seem to be falling apart, both experience and injury. James Conner, I don't think he's coming back this week. And I think all of this should really just play right into Wade Phillips' hands against an inexperienced pit. The only thing that's working for the pit at the moment is their offensive line, um, who are so experienced and so sort of talented. Rams quietly have emerged as the, the number four D based on DVOA in the in the competition, and we're starting to see sort of Aaron Donald make his surge as well with the Rams. Ten dollars defensive player of the year for Aaron Donald as well out there.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, Pittsburgh Steelers have had a turnover in every single game they've played this season, which probably speaks to why they're the twenty eighth worst team on on offensive DVOA. I think all those factors, including. Uh, what you mentioned as well, Josh, their form going into buys. I, th- I think this is all Rams for me. I think they hit them early and often and, and makes for a really long afternoon for a Pittsburgh team desperate for a break with this sort of young team.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with James. I think everything kind of points to, to the Rams tier. I've mentioned a couple of times on this podcast in, in previous weeks the possibility or the, the idea of Sean McVay kind of priming the Rams for a big second-half run after last season's second-half and, and Super Bowl fadeaway. Um I really like the Rams here. We might have to twist your arm, Josh, uh, a bit later hook, on. About
0: uh, yeah, I feel I, I feel like the Rams. I think if you can get, I think you can get flat three out there. I'm definitely on board. That extra hook. Can, I, I don't know. I feel like Pittsburgh can get a turnover or two and just keep things a little interesting for a while. But three is is quite small. So yeah, so
1: and, and like like you said, James James Conner's out probably. Jalen Samuels, by the way, isn't isn't a bad backup yep. and probably worth looking at. If if you're playing DFS, it's probably a value play. Yep. Um, in DFS, uh, but that you know having Connor out takes even more away from Pittsburgh's yep. lack of offensive weapons as as James kind of already mentioned. I mean, mentioned. you just
0: you just put Jalen Ramsey on Juju Smith Schuster and say, all right, beat us, yeah. throw into the... go. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So.
1: And, and the Rams. DR, I wonder how much impact Ramsey has had on the Rams' defense from just from a, uh, I guess a training and leadership perspective, but also knowing that they've got that cover. Yeah. Um, cover deeper as well, and you know, as, as James said again, that the Rams' defense is quietly rebounding from a, a mm. kind of a soft start to the year, where, where we we weren't seeing what we're what what we're used to seeing from them, what we were expecting from them. I just think they're going to be too strong for the Steelers, and I'm, I I really like the Rams yeah.
0: here. Okay. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, like it's a good trade for now, and it kind of worked out for for the Ravens with Marcus Peters as well. So kind of a rare win win. Mm.
2: Because I was going to say we played the game a couple of weeks ago with Pittsburgh's postseason chances to ask you guys for a percentage. Yeah. What percentage do you think Pittsburgh um, had for making the playoffs this season, mm, guys?
0: Zero, zero percent. Yeah, I, yeah, I just can't <laughs> see I don't, it. I don't trust Mason Rudolph at all. I you know. have to rely on a missed missed field goal against the Colts against Brian Hoyer. Like, Please, come on. Like,
2: The market answer is really interesting here. So, Nick, I'll wait for yours. No, I, I just can't see it happening. It's probably I don't think zero. I was going to say
0: 15 to 20% probably.
2: It's being priced as a 50-50 proposition. So yeah, you can get, yeah. So that's a really, I think it's a really nice play for I Pittsburgh to, to miss I really the
0: playoffs. To, I really need to check the schedule. They're not winning the division, obviously. They could sneak the, into the sixth seed maybe, but. Um. The,
2: the schedule actually is really easy second half, but the thing is, and it's probably one of those people who are anti-futures will be saying, well, why don't you just go really hard on the Rams this week? Yeah. And, and you don't have to worry about waiting out the last six or seven weeks. Exactly. And it probably does come down to this. Pittsburgh win this, yeah. considering how easy that schedule is, they might just limp in. True.
0: Um, I also reference, um, the chick from the taco ad. Why not both? You know, just,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Take the Rams and take the, uh, into the miss playoffs. Uh, Minnesota at Dallas, Dallas minus three total is 48. This is a cracking game. Um, I'm, I'm really keen for this game. Um, I was kind of getting a bit over all these Dallas primetime games, but, uh, I like it. Dak Prescott's fun. Um, and if you don't like that, that's too bad. Um, but the Vikings, look, they're probably the, actually the most balanced team in the league. They rank 7th on offense, 7th on defense. Um, and even more remarkable um, is how those two units split out. The offense ranks 8th in both rushing and passing. And the defense ranks ninth both against the pass and the run. Um, it's just special teams is really terrible for them. Um, but it's hard to trust Kirk Cousins on the road, though, against a good team. We saw that last week. That's why I took the Chiefs. Didn't expect the outright win, but good on them. Um, Cousins' career, prime-time road record against the spread, 2-6-1. and one. Not good. Um, and Dallas has allowed the seventh-fewest rush yards per, per game over its past three at uh, just 90 rushing yards um, per game. So uh, it's going to be another tough game for Cook, who got shut down last week. No Adam Thielen for the Vikings. You shut down Cook and no Thielen. It's just going to be Kirk Cousins trying to force-feed it to... Um, to Stefan Diggs, so I, I like the Cowboys here. They're eight and one straight up in their last nine home games. Give me uh, the Cowboys minus three. Um, I'm going to wait though for game day. If this might might slide under the three and get two and a half,
1: it's another uh, match of the week candidate, isn't it? It's, it's really tough to pick. Yep, I feel like the markets are spot on, and, and there's there's not a whole lot of value in, in any of those really. I, if if gun to the head, probably go Dallas straight up, but mm. this is potentially a huge. Huge matchup in the context of of NFC seedings yeah, later on huge. here. year. Um, you know, Dallas lose opens the door again for for Philly.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely uh, to go on a
1: bit of a run. Uh, and yeah, it's it's just a, a a massive game. Can't wait to watch it, but no no bet for me.
0: You've been very violent today, Nick. A lot of guns to heads. Just well, just well, look, it's just,
1: just just the mood. I mean,
0: yeah, you're very American. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> I don't own a gun. Okay. Just just <laughs> I don't right. own one or or a school. So. It's like a <laughs> bit, bit dark, I'm sorry. Um, all right, James, what have you got for us?
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely humongous game here. That's the Sunday Night Football. Two potential playoff teams, but interestingly enough, I think we, we spoke about Philly just briefly before. Philly is actually the only team that either of these teams have beat this season – who's of any worth. <laughs> These teams, both Dallas and Minnesota, have, have beat, beaten up on scrubs all season. We both know they're good, yeah, and that's a whole schedule thing again. So this is an opportunity for both teams to actually actually do something, improve something in the, in the bright lights. Um, I probably should lean in terms of that initial preseason thing because I was high on the Cowboys coming into the season and low on Minnesota, so I probably should stick to that aspect. So for me, yeah, Cowboys, but it's going to be tight.
0: Um. Just real quick, just sh- short of fast, who would, who's more likely to make the playoffs, Minnesota or Dallas? Who who would you be more surprised not to see in the playoff picture? I think,
2: I think Cowboys for me.
0: Man, it's Cowboys just, make, uh, make the playoffs. I just think only one of those teams from the East is making the playoffs. I just can't see two coming out of it. Just...
2: Completely agree.
0: Um. But, yeah, I, I think Minnesota could be a wild card. I don't know. What do you reckon, Nick?
1: Yeah, I uh, think Dallas. I think Dallas make yeah. the playoffs.
0: I think, yep. uh, between these two teams, whoever gets the win here, potentially, mm. um, that could be the difference. In terms of wild card or, you know, obviously Dallas, if they just beat Philly again, they're, they're gonna be in, but, uh. <laughs>
2: And just going back to that Minnesota thing, we've spoken about the balance. I think they're the only team in the league who 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 not only are top 10 DVOA, but the only team in the league who are top 10 in both rushing and passing DVOA. So we've got that kind of balance. But at the same time, I'm just left with this kind of meth thing about Minnesota. They need everything to seemingly always go right to get that win. You know, Mm -hmm. a couple of field goals last week that went against them. Cousins always needs to play out of his skin. For me, that's not the kind of teams I like getting behind who just sort of motor along at an okay speed. I don't do anything spectacular. Yep. Um, that's my thing with Minnesota.
0: Yeah. All right, let's move on to another cracking prime time game. Seattle, San Fran. So you've probably got the hottest team in the league here against the hottest player in the league, um, Russell Wilson. I'm talking in terms of playing style. I mean, we could talk looks all day if you want, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah.
1: That would probably also be also San Francisco, wouldn't
0: it? Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Garops, definitely. Um, so what a man, yeah. So we've got the hottest player, the hottest hottest player, um, and the hottest team, but uh, and probably the hottest coach, Carl Shanahan. Oh no, Sean McVay, definitely.
2: Because oh, Jim uh, Tom Sul not there anymore. Yeah, is
0: he? true, definitely not. Although, um, the defensive coordinator is a pretty good looking Rusev Salah, he's... Uh, Just that
2: Lebanese background. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway,
0: San Fran. Salt and pepper backing music, Yeah, Beautiful. Uh, San Fran, minus six at home. Total is 47. This is a tough one for me. Um, I, I like Seattle plus six. I'm probably gonna take them. Um, I, I do think Seattle's a little bit overrated. Um, but I also think San Fran are a little bit vulnerable as well. Um, you know, they showed signs of that last week against the, against the Cardinals. I know it was a Thursday night football. Division road game here, but um, look, seattle have only outscored opponents by 18 points, which kind of suggests that their 7-2 record significantly overrated. Um, this is according to Aaron Schatz from um, Football Outsiders, but he's saying that DVOA believes that the point differential may in turn actually understate how good Seattle is. So um, that's kind of kind of a, a sort of a yin and yang type feeling there on Seattle, like the, however you want to phrase it, to how you look at them, but. For me, their red zone is insane, how good they are in the red zone. They've converted 67.6% of their red zone trips to touchdowns, which is the fifth best in the league. Russell's playing out of his skin right now, and I know 49ers have a great passing defense, but um, this is on another level here with the, the the way that Russell can extend plays and the accuracy down the field. Um, and the 49ers' run defense is the concern for me. 20th in DVOA, um, and Seattle run, just ran down the throat of the number one rushing defense in the league in Tampa. Um, so I'm going to take Seattle plus six. Um, it's uh, very tempting to just leave this game and enjoy it, but uh, I'm going I'm to have a play just for some added juice in this game of the week.
1: I, I honestly don't know which way this one goes. I think it's going to be Jimmy G's biggest test of the year. Really, until last week, um, he hadn't really been required to, to do much. He hadn't been required to be much more than, than a game manager. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, people know? quote his QB wins all the time. Right. drives <laughs> and, and, him mental.
1: Like he just let the the defense and and running game take control week after week. Um, This this is a really tough one to pick, but how about this? Seattle are ranked third in team offensive DVOA and number one in pass offensive DVOA, while the Niners are second for team defense DVOA and first for pass defense DVOA. So third against first offense defense. Yeah, it's it's a really fascinating matchup. I think hook it to my veins. Yeah, exactly. I, I think defense wins it, but yeah. I, I don't know about the the lines and the totals, so I'm going to yeah. pass. But what what a game!
0: Yeah, it is. That's that's as exciting as it gets for for analytics nerds and and even just football nerds. That like, who wins who wins that matchup is going to be crucial this game. So, and it's it's crucial for this division race. Like a San Fran loss kind of just gives a a little bit of hope for for the Rams and for the 49ers. Yeah, is that right, massive. James?
2: Well, so just a funny again, one of those counter points as well. Um, San Francisco red zone defense easily the number one best team in the competition, a thirty one point two five percent. So they don't let anything go on the other side either. You know, yep. so it's going to be these two giants meeting. You guys know I'm a real. I love Seattle on a, on a number of levels. Interestingly. Um, every bottom 10 DVOA team in the competition this year is is, is obviously thoroughly terrible and not going to go into the playoffs, except Seattle, who are number 27 in all of that. I, I really, I'm intrigued by Seattle because I like that sort of way that they, they're challenging the, the entire, I think, the entire sport. And I think that it's interesting because I understand um, Pete Carroll has had a connection with Steve Kerr and Golden State Warriors. And in terms of the, the, the pace of play they're playing at, the kind of idea that we're going to put, a, put up heaps and heaps of points. We're going to be comfortable conceding as well, but turnovers are going to be the key. Mm. So it's pretty much who can have more, that, you know, extra possession or something like that. And we'll shoot you, you know, have, win, win in a shootout. Russell Wilson last week, a handful of touchdowns in that exact kind of situation. Um, yeah, I'm with you guys as well. I like that point as well, Nick. Let's see Garoppolo. I know it's not a phenomenal defence, but it is a game against a really good team where it's going to be high octane both ways. Yep. Um, I can't wait either, guys. Like, it's going to be huge. My lean would be Seattle at plus six. Yep. Um, and, and as you said as well, Josh. Huge permutations for playoffs yeah. and, and everything like that. So, massive, massive Monday night game. I,
0: I can't remember the last time Seattle's defense was, you know, bottom 10 in the league. Seattle, like, you're right. Like, the rest of these bottom 10 DVOA defenses, are none of them are making the playoffs at all. Like, you've got Washington, Detroit, Giants, Chargers, potentially Cincinnati, good. But, yeah, Cincy, Arizona, Oakland, Atlanta, and then in between all that is Seattle there at 27th. So, yeah. kind of just adds to Russell's MVP. Argument that he's carrying this team to winning yeah, records with with really ho- horrendous defense. So, yeah, who dares wins. Who yeah, dares wins. Keen for this one. Um, you yeah, may have wait. you may have thought we've missed the game. Um, we we'll kind of tack this on at the end here because it's kind of interim odds, I guess. At this point, I guess all odds are interim. But um, it it's kind of Mahomes is questionable, but uh, Kansas City a minus three and a half here on the road at Tennessee. The total is 48 and forty eight and a half. Um, I think all signs kind of point towards Mahomes playing in this game. He was jumping around, celebrating on the field with uh, Matt Moore um, when they won that game. So he looks pretty healthy to me. That's pretty crazy, though, to miss only a couple of games for a dislocated kneecap. I feel like I just would be out for the year. Um, that's kind of nuts. But uh, what have you got in this one, Nick?
1: Well, I, I think the MVP's back. Uh, I think he's going to play. I feel like he's going to play. Everything in my bones says that he's going to play. Andy Reid, the way Andy Reid talks about him, tells me he's going to play. He he is listed as day to day, but he did practice fully for the first time yep. uh, on Wednesday, which really bodes well for for a return on Sunday. Just quietly, without the MVP, the Chiefs still went two and one. Uh, mm. Although that clearly they were not the same team offensively without him, but you know yep. they they just found a way to get it done. If he plays, I think Chiefs minus three and a half if he doesn't play then yeah. i'll
0: pass i think you have to bet I, on that now though i think if they confirm him in that's yeah up, i think that's plays. going up to six and a half or five and a half if he if yeah i think he so, plays i think um, he plays you so. take it now and, and roll the dice i'd still roll the dice to matt moore minus three and a half here even if he plays um there's no team that ranks in the top 10 in all three phases of the game in dvoa but kansas city come close second in offense 11th in defense eighth in special teams uh, so while Kansas City rank close to the top 10 in all three of those phases, Tennessee do, uh, are doing absolutely nothing good except be just below mediocre. Um, the, Titans, the Titans' best thing is defense. They rank 12th in DVOA, but name a truly great offense they face. If you look back at their schedule, it's, it's not great. Um, they're, they're a really overrated team to be where they are with their record. Um, they rank 26th in points per drive, 29th in percentage of drives that ends in a score. They also brought Ryan Suckett back from IR last week to solve their kicking issues, and he went zero for three on field goals. While Harrison Butker remains probably, um, apart from Justin Tucker, the best kicker in the NFL. Um, that stuff kind of matters, especially when you're talking um, spreads of around three points. You know, Definitely. that's a six-point swing right there if the, if the you know Titans miss field goal and, and Harrison lands one. Um, so I like the Chiefs minus three and a half here. Um, they, they got some good players back last week. Chris Jones being back last week was was pivotal in them stopping Dalvin Cook. He's a very underrated player for them, and I think he's he's a massive in for them. Malcolm Butler out for the Titans now as well, um, and Ryan Tenhill being exposed as a fraud um, that we all knew. So I'm taking the Chiefs minus three. Uh, what have you got, James?
2: I think the, the, the most surprising stat of everything this week was that Kansas City is actually ranked 11th for DVOA. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm the last person to do the eye testing. Yeah. Every time I see the eye test, they're giving up chunk plays and third yeah. down oh, conversions. You're talking about on, on defense. On defense. Yeah, I was say, cause they're
0: third overall in DVOA as a team. So Yeah,
2: but yeah. 11th on defense. defense does that yeah. seem high to you guys as well? No, I, their, yeah, their past so.
0: defense has actually played a lot better than it did in in previous years. It, it's played a lot better. Um, mm. Their lineup well, the t- line has played a lot better, but
2: yeah. I, yeah, twenty twenty eighth rush defense, and as yeah. you said, four from pass defense. Yeah,
0: that that is surprising
2: to, to be to be that high. Surprises me, yeah, yeah, greatly. So I'm I'm probably with you guys. Obviously, it's going to come down to the Mahomes' availability, yeah. and I like that mention in terms of we. I really like that mention in terms of we we overlook special teams way too much. You look at Belichick, you look at Harbaugh; yeah. they've made it their yeah. absolute priorities over 10, 20 years, and time and time again, it's the difference.
0: Yeah, I mean. The number one team in special teams right now, Cincinnati. So special teams matters. <laughs> no, um, but yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, how many times you see it in a playoffs? You know, a back break, back breaking return or a uh, fumble yeah, on special yeah. teams, or it just it's just pivotal. Um, and it always it affects the spread more than people think.
2: And people say, you know, that Belichick is legitimately obsessed with special teamers. Like he, this is his yeah. absolute thing. Yep. He he values it so highly. He's so integrated yep. with his special team units. Um, yeah, it goes to show.
0: Yeah, Chiefs are always good at special teams too. On um, their uh, special are. teams coach, I've just gone blank on his name, but he was. Considered yeah, a head, co- head coaching candidate for, for a while there.
2: Short name Gast or something. Yeah, yeah, he's, um, name.
0: he's, they're, they're top 10 in, in special teams DVOA, so, uh. Starts with Tippet T, yeah, anyway. We'll, we'll yeah. work it out, but, uh. We'll work it out. We're all on the, we're kind of all like the Chiefs, but, yeah, we, that price will definitely move if, uh, if Mahomes is confirmed in it. It's looking that way, so maybe it's the time, uh, to, to, to jump on and, and get that done. So, um, that's it. Dave Tube is the, uh, the the uh, special teams coach that's it yeah, yeah. um, alright so lock of the week we talked about this off air um, James wanted to record it for a little uh, uh, unedited version of the pod glad we didn't um, <laughs> 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 you guys have uh, twisted my arm and what are we going with uh, Nick what are we going with
1: Rams minus three and a half
0: okay it worked Yeah,
1: the, the arm twisting worked
0: yeah okay <laughs> Um I would offer the Chiefs as an alternative, but uh yeah i I do think the rams i i I would wait to see maybe um hold off maybe see if you can get the flat three just, just give yourself that extra um cover if it does land on that three and you get your money back but uh I don't know the spread hasn't really mattered that much if it's gonna cover it's gonna cover um this season it's been kind of weird uh some of that all right let's talk uh best bets and long shots uh we'll start with james uh start us off with your best bets and your long shots here in week ten.
2: Yep, yeah, quite like Tampa to cover the four-and-a-half line against uh, – uh Sorry, excuse me. I like Arizona to cover against Tampa. I uh, like the Chargers to get the job done against Oakland, and I definitely like the Rams. I touched on the Colts before at the 287 – And I kind of covered it there, why they might be a good price to win that division. And one other one I will throw in really late is Aaron Donald at $10 to win Defensive Player of the Year. I know I did the the Daniel Hunter thing. It's okay to have two in your thing. Listen to these next opponents, though, for Aaron Donald. Pittsburgh Steelers, Chicago Bears, Chicago Bears, I'll repeat that, Baltimore, Arizona, Seattle. That's Aaron Donald's next five offenses that he's going against. I think this is – he's owned this award as well. He won it the last two years, I think. Now he's He's just going to step up. There you go. And I think we've kind of forgotten about him in that first half, and he's ready to go. So I love that price. Okay. 10 bucks.
0: Uh, Nick, what have you got for
1: us? Uh, I really like the over 49 in Chargers Raiders. Yep. Uh, Miami Indy, under 44. I think, as I said, Ooh, they averaged. Totals this week. Wow. Yeah, haven't had many totals yeah. this season so far, but uh, I think they averaged, what was it, 34 points 34 combined.
0: points a game, yeah, from what you are yeah, saying.
1: Yeah, so I liked it under 44. And Saquon Barkley, 83-plus rushing yards, Uh And I, as I said before, I really like Marquise Brown, 76-plus uh, receiving yards at $2. Okay. And long shot, I had those two McCaffrey. Yep. Uh, 115 and 125 plus at at 250 and 350. Uh, I'll have a play at both of those and Colts Dolphins the double under 44 Jesus. and Colts minus nine and a half. All right, that's three dollars
0: sixty. Nick's ready. Stacks of plays from Nick. I like it. Um, uh, all right, my best bets. Be bold. Be bold. I like Arizona and Tampa Bay over 51. Um, I think maybe even shop around could get 50 and a half unless that's moved. Um, the last day or two uh yeah it's already gone to 52 but uh hopefully you can get 51 shop around i still like it um 51 just such a key number though um kansas city minus three and a half um i think they just win even with matt moore Uh, but i think Mahomes is back and the rams pittsburgh under 43 and a half here um, i don't trust mason rudolph and i like uh steelers defense to to get after Goff and slow them down a little bit um, but they'll still cover for our lock of the week i'm sure um and then this is a weird long shot but i like Christian McCaffrey and Aaron Jones to combine for 200-plus rushing yards at $2.50. Um, so that's something you'll have to shop around. Some um, providers do uh, pro- provide that. Um, so that's my long shot this week. All right, John.
1: I don't mind that. My only concern is the way that the Packers feed the hot hand with, with their running backs. And, and if Williams gets off to a good start or Jones yep. is potentially a bit slow, then you know you never know who's yeah. going to get the bulk of the carries. But
0: yeah, I, feel, I, really I still feel that. like there's a steady floor for both Jones and Williams in this game. Yeah. I just think they're going to run the ball a lot in this matchup. I think it's going to be a, an old school rushing affair there um, in the, in that game. All right, we're back, and uh, speaking of back, Daryl Dada is back after his uh, couple of weeks on holidays. Daryl, how you doing, buddy?
3: Yeah, good. Thanks. Yeah, uh, been a while since I did this. I think yeah. I missed a couple before i went away it's, it's yeah, been, probably been a month it's,
0: it's probably yeah it's probably been like a month so uh, it's good to have you back for uh, all yeah. those regular yeah. listeners last year they've they've come to know and love uh daryl data and and the models plays um so um you've just got back from holiday so we can't we don't have up-to-date uh, model results at the moment but i'll I'll give the model a shout out oregon minus four on the weekend against usc uh prevailed i oh, not prevailed triumphed um, very easily. So, uh, thanks to the model for that one because, uh, I was looking for one last sort of college player to, to, uh, help the weekend. It was a good college week. Um, but obviously this is NFL and, uh, what has the model got in store for us here in week, week 10?
3: Yeah, I do venture into college for my long shot this week, but, yeah, um, beautiful. Yeah. So best bets, Chargers minus one, which I think is the Friday morning, Thursday night game. Yep. Um, Pittsburgh plus three and a half, which I, Gather from skimming through this document is controversial.
0: <laughs> yes. Um. I first, two first picks Obviously, charges. I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the Raiders here, so we are head to head again. Um. Last week we will head to head on the, the, I was head to head with the model on a uh, total, which I, uh, yep. which I got the, I got the biscuits. Um. But then I'm kind of with the model here on Pittsburgh because, uh, I don't know. I feel like they could cause a little, cause a little upset, or just maybe get the Rams in a bit of a fit early. So maybe. The plus three and a half, but we've been really pushing a, as the lock to maybe try. You'll need to
1: twist your arms some more, I think.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The flat three is far more inviting, but uh, we'll see. So very contrarian. Nice midi. Yeah. So if you listen to Daryl or listen to us, yeah, yeah, good luck. We'll see. <laughs> yeah. Two sides, two yeah, sides, wisely. exactly. Um, and, and what's the final uh, best bet here for the model?
3: Yeah, and third one, San Francisco minus six.
0: Okay, which again is uh, against uh, James and I. Uh, we like Seattle. Yeah but we're not overly confident we kind of just lean that way um we we're, we're more keen just to watch this game um as nicks rightly said He's a fascinating matchup for a for a variety of reasons um there could have uh,
3: versus machine
0: yeah it is very 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 much but as I, as we always say every week to check stats insider um i think sunday night or at least uh for me is the best time to check and just have a have a glance at what it's saying and and see how see if you are on anything or um, you can check up-to-date um, stuff there. But there's also college football, cricket, even a little bit of racing uh, being Cup Week as well.
3: Yeah, Cup Week, um, more racing tomorrow night, I think, Friday night and Saturday. Yep. So busy time. We're looking at... um college basketball and NBA and getting all that kind of stuff up and running. So yep. busy times here.
0: <laughs> uh, speaking of variety, uh, the long shot this week isn't actually an NFL play.
3: No, if you make me pick an NFL one, Pittsburgh's probably the best I can do, yep. uh, the money line. Um, but the SI model has edges on the line and the head-to-head on Oregon State. Uh, it's a Saturday morning game um, in Australia, so Friday night in the U.S., um Oregon State I think a plus ten and a half and four dollars twenty against
0: Washington so, yeah, yep Ooh. Uh,
3: the other Oregon team can get us some money this week
0: yeah exactly let's uh let's go oregon um uh, one of the one of the great places never been, but I'm sure that I'm sure it's sure sure it's great I mean if it wins me money, it's great uh, Lots of universities yeah exactly. <laughs> chip kelly land uh, yeah exactly it's chip kelly land <laughs> that's a good one um all right uh that's that's the model's best bets and plays uh any final thoughts from uh from daryl or nick uh on week 10 in the uh, national football league uh
1: nothing more from me no no more guns to the head
0: okay good stop <laughs> stop the violence looking forward to seeing it <laughs> yeah uh, as we've said countless times uh there's sort of six or seven match of the week uh potentials here normally we have like one that we agree on every week, Nick, that's kind of match of the week, but this week it's like, yep. yeah, it's like trying to pick your favorite kid.
1: Yeah, exactly. And then, and yeah. there's like 10 more coming up over the next two weeks,
0: which is cool. That's exactly. It's a lot of kids. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> um, as always, uh, you can follow stats, head to statsinsider.com.au. You can follow them on Twitter at, as well, statsinsider, at statsinsider. Um, and you can follow us all through there as well. Uh, they'll be tweeting at, uh, links and, and our handles as well with, uh, links to the podcast and check it out. And, uh, until next week, uh gamble responsibly.